Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We have to have an understanding of where we came from and who we are. We're plopped into the middle of this world. We're raised. And depending on the information that we get, we either do or do not have an understanding of our origins. We know we are created beings. We are told by the teachers that there was a time before the beginning when Allah was in still silence and meditating on himself. And then there came a time when from him came emanations. And these emanations were what became souls. And these souls existed for a time before they were brought into this world. Now, the first soul to come into the world was Adam. Adam came into this world, and before he was a manifest being, he was a soul. And likewise, for all of us, before we were manifest beings, we were souls. We were light beings. Light beings created by God. And then we came into the world. And when we came into the world, we were given clothing for the soul. And this clothing for the soul is our body. And our body is made up of the elements. Earth, air, fire, water, and ether. And in addition, we have a mind, which is desire. And we have lower and higher qualities within ourselves. Now, this covering for the body, um, Rumi described it as a shirt, and he described his passing, or when he was going to pass, as the changing of his shirt. So, we need to understand that we were created as a light body, a soul, and that soul got a covering, a shirt, clothes. As time progressed, man became more and more in tune with his covering than with his reality. 
So the temporary manifestation, which is our manifest body, that which we can see, hear, touch, feel, see, smell, became what we thought we are. And through this body, through the use of this body, we began to see differences. Different bodies came in different colors. Different bodies came in different hues. And we thought, because of these differences, that we were somehow different than each other. But that denied, or was unaware of, the truth that within the covering there is a light body, which is the truth, which is who we are. So we wear this costume on top of our light body, and the costume has become the reality for most of the world. And it is through the costume that all of the world's cultures and most of the world's ideas have come into being. Religions came through the body. Hinduism, Judaism, Christianity, Islam are all manifestations of the body, of the form. The light body, the body inside the form, is beyond religion. It's beyond race. It's beyond color. It's beyond language. It's beyond any of the differences that the world puts on things. And until we become conscious and aware and integrated into our light body, as opposed to being integrated into our physical body, we will continue to have (coughs) the problems that people have in the world. So we are constantly trying to cleanse the acts of the flesh. But if we can detach ourselves from the flesh, if we can stop identifying with the flesh, then we will become different. And it is only when this identification stops that we can begin to know the truth about ourselves. Because this identification creates the veils that separates us from the truth because they are false identifications. And if you are going to find the truth, you will only find the truth through true identifications. So everything that's false that we hold on to as it's re- as if it were real separates us from that which is in fact real. When we repeat the kalima la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah the profession the, the the statement of faith 
nothing exists but God, and Muhammad is his prophet. Well, what does that mean? It means I do not exist, only God exists. It means that we have a light body inside of us that is of God. Well, take that a step further. You are of God. And as long as you identify with the flesh and the flesh body, the elemental body that surrounds the light body, you are not identifying with your true self. You are identifying with your costume. And as long as we identify with our costume, no matter how much we pray, no matter what we intend as to our journey towards our Lord, we will constantly be thwarted because we are identifying with that which is false. We're identifying with that which is temporary. We're identifying with that which has a span. We call it a lifetime. Well, there is a lifetime to the flesh. There is a lifetime to this shirt covering that we wear. And then, after a certain period of time, this covering begins to disintegrate in the same way that a shirt, after many, many washings, begins to lose its fibers. We begin to lose the integrity of our body. The body is made up of the elements. And for a time, all of the elements work together. As the body gets older and older and older, this elemental partnership begins to break apart. And disease occurs within the body. And the body begins to fall apart. The body begins to dissipate. And if our faith is in the body, then our faith dies. Because it is committed to something that has a temporary nature to it. When the body was created through the elements, it was created to be temporary. It was given a time span. But that which the body houses, the soul has no time span. So when we say, La ilaha illallah, I do not exist, only Allah exists, what we are saying, if we take it out fully, I am not my body. I am my soul. My body does not exist. My soul is all that exists. And my soul is part of God. And God is all that exists. So that you create the status of man-God, God-man, within yourself. But to understand that, you can't be attached to the body. To understand that, You have to be attached only to the soul, which means you have to give up the desires that the body has. You have to give up the nafs, the inclinations, the evil inclinations that the body 
has. You have to give up the dog of desire that the body has. You have to give up the grasping that the body has. You have to give up the differences that the body creates between you and everyone else. You have to be able to see inside the covering and inside the covering for all of those around you. And as long as we perceive only the covering, as long as we perceive only the outside, then la ilaha illallah has no real meaning to us. It takes on different meanings, which is what the world uses, like only my God is real. Everybody else's God is false. It creates separations as opposed to unity. It creates differences as opposed to unity. La ilaha illallah is supposed to be the prime statement of unification. All is God. I am unified with God. The I doesn't exist. There is just the unification. But, if the body is what we are focused on, then that unification can exist. Because the body doesn't exist. So how can you have unity with something that doesn't exist? It can't be. And when the world is focused on things that can't be, the results are results that are other, that are other than unity. The results of that kind of focus leads to aggression and differences and wars and destruction. It's only when we know that there's nothing here to destroy in this body form, because it doesn't exist, that we can be at peace. That we can be without animosity. That we can be in truth, because we see the end of the body. We see the ends of the bodies. We understand that these manifestations are temporary in their existence, and we're meant to be temporary. But there is a part of us that is not temporary. There is a part of us that is eternal. And to find truth, we must associate with that part of us that is eternal. We must associate with that part of us that was not given a limited time span of existence. We must associate with that part that came from Allah and returns to Allah. And in doing that, and in recognizing that, the veils that separate us from the truth become lifted. If we understand the temporary nature of our existence and the temporary nature of our bodies, all the things that the mind tells us 
that the body needs and the body wants and the body must have become less forceful on us because now we know that these are not real thoughts. These are imaginations that we carry on about who we are that aren't true because we are not this shirt. We are not this covering. And everything that we do for this covering is a fruitless task because it's all going to disappear. And none of it becomes part of us. So what, in fact, does become part of us? What remains with us? What is the truth of us? And how do we touch what is the truth of us? The soul that we each have that is covered by this shirt has the characteristics and the qualities of Allah. So mercy and compassion and justice and truth and kindness and love are all part of this soul. And the soul can be grown within us by feeding it these qualities. And the soul grows within us by us becoming more and more aware of it. So when we are not aware of it at all, it appears that it's not there. We don't see it. We just act as if we were acting for the body. But when we begin to act for the soul, then the soul begins to manifest in our being. But the soul doesn't manifest in elemental ways. The soul manifests in qualities. So, as you become more merciful, as you become more loving, as you become more just in your being, that is your soul acting through your body. And then your soul becomes that which is apparent to people, not your body. Your soul then also becomes apparent to you and not your body. And then when you say, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah. It resonates with that part of you that is now resonating with the qualities of Allah. So you're more there. From not being there, you become there. And who is that you? It's that soul becomes there. As long as the body is what is of paramount importance within you, the soul becomes hidden to you and to everybody else. But when the qualities of the soul 
become what's paramount. The non-elemental aspects of yourself become what's paramount. You become to be seen differently to yourself and by everyone else. What's the difference between a saint and an ordinary person? The soul of the saint is manifest in the qualities that come out from him or her when you're in that presence. And that's what becomes important, not the body of the saint. The body of the saint recedes in importance. And the qualities that the saint emanates become what is most important. The prophets were sent to explain this to humanity. To explain to humanity that they are light rays encased in elemental shirts and to stop treating the shirt as if that's who they were. But instead, understanding that the qualities that emanate from them that are aligned with Allah because they are from Allah are what's most important in our being. And when we do that, the veils begin to fall away. And then we see not only the truth in ourselves, but the truth in others. One of the rules to understand if you're making progress is that you not only see the truth in yourself, but also the truth in others. When you only see the truth in yourself, then it is part of the egocentric mind tricks that are played on you that tell you that you are holy, but nobody else is. It's when you incorporate everybody else that you're actually making progress. So until that happens, you're playing games with yourself. We have to be able to reach out across the table to others. We have to be able to incorporate others. We have to be able to see the sameness in the soul that exists within us and with others. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody has reached the same level of emanation, the same level of strength in their souls that gives out the qualities of Allah from their being. Because people have different degrees of karma and different degrees of attachments and different degrees of being hidden from themselves. But underneath of all of that is the gold mine of the truth. The truth of the being. The truth of the soul. And as we separate ourselves and lose our attachment 
to this body and to the body's needs and to the body's wants and to the body's interactions in the world and to various obvious things like fame and power. As we lose the attachment to those things, we become more attuned with hak, reality. We become more attuned with truth. When my teacher, Bao Mahayadeen, was asked about his story, his response was, I'm not here to talk about my story. I'm not here to talk about my history. I'm only here to talk about his story because he is all that exists and we are reflections of him. And as we become closer and closer to him, we manifest his true glory through ourselves. But if we think there is a separation at that point between ourselves and our Lord, then we have created veils again, and the egocentric mind is playing tricks on us. So when we disappear, when the mind lets go, when the mind no longer holds on to the image of ourselves, when the mind gives it up and doesn't need it reinforced, that's when we become truth. That's when the veils that keep us from the truth fall away. But as long as we need a pat on the back, as long as we are involved in the world of praise and blame, as long as we get depressed when we're blamed and happy when we're praised, we're lost. We're lost to what? We're lost to the truth. We appear found in the world, but we're lost to the truth. We are mostly blind to reality because we are so overwhelmed by the illusion of this existence and trying to swim through the illusion of this existence. We believe it's so difficult to swim through this illusory existence. Well, we have to give up trying to swim. We have to allow ourselves to drown. To drown in illusion. To give up illusion. To stop being attached to illusion. To let go of illusion. And then the boat of grace will come and throw us a lifesaver so that we can climb aboard and be part of that which drifts over the ocean of illusion towards the shore of reality. And reality is when we give up the connection to this 
earth, ether, water, fire, air, structure that we walk around in. Uh, there was a movie called, uh, actually it was a book called War of the Worlds, which is about monsters that came from Mars and they were in robots and the, and the, uh, the, the creatures actually lived in robots but when they got out of the robots they couldn't exist within the atmosphere of the earth well we live in robots and we have to make sure that when this robotic body is finished that the truth of what lives inside survives and the way it's going to survive is through obtaining the qualities of God, through practicing the qualities of God. When you practice the qualities of God, they don't touch your body. They're not involved with your body because they're not made of elemental form. They're different. Love is not elemental, yet its power is greater than anything in the universe. All of creation came about because of love. All of the positive interaction that you have in this world comes about because of love. All of the fabulous memories of existence that you have are about love. So we need to become that. We need to become qualities as opposed to manifest needs. Qualities as opposed to needs. Qualities as opposed to desires. Qualities as opposed to grasping. Qualities are that which we give out. You give mercy. You give compassion. You give love. And as you give, so shall you receive. So, we need to understand the truth of who we are. And we are a light form encased in an elemental body. And we have to prioritize that light form in our existence. We have to prioritize the importance of the light form over the importance of the elemental covering. And we have to truly understand that. And it's only when we understand that does la ilaha illallah begin to make any sense. Does la ilaha illallah leave the sector of religion and come into the place of truth? May that understanding come to each of us and come clearly. May we all know who we truly are. May God's qualities become our qualities. May the label of God, man, man, God come to each of us because we become close to what God is on this earth. And then when this elemental body dissipates and leaves us, our soul 
can return to him. Amin. Amin. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh.